This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, March 2nd, 2022. The go-home show for AEW Revolution coming up on Sunday, March 6th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Paul Zarman, who has the KOP Predictions title across his shoulder for what is going to be the last time, possibly in 2022. Paul, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you know, just making sure my belt knows where its home is, which is, you know, right over my shoulder, not at your house. Well, enjoy, uh, enjoy keeping it over your shore while you can. Cause, uh, TikTok, oh yeah, it'll be there TikTok, for a while. Time's a ticking, time's a ticking, but, uh, we got a lot to cover tonight. So let's get right <sighs> into it. Paul, Tony Khan making a rare live appearance on dynamite tonight. I think it's the first time we've seen him besides just a short little snippet during a backstage attack or something, or yeah. I think it's the first time we've seen him since the Brody Lee tribute episode. Yes. Um, I, I almost wanted to say making his television debut, but then I remembered the Brody Lee tribute apart from that. Normally it's just the backstage segments and he normally doesn't say anything. Right. It's just a quick, Oh crap. I'm on camera. Hightail it out of here. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, he was in the ring tonight. Uh, Tony Schiavone welcomed him. He started off by saying, you know, thank you to all the fans who have helped AEW start two years ago. It all started right here in that parking lot out there. And now here we are through a pandemic. Thanked everybody who has worked during the pandemic and supported AEW during the pandemic. And then he goes on to say stuff about uh, revolution rampage friday night says uh you know normally i'm the one keeping everybody on time so we're going to get right into this big announcement ahead of uh rampage and ahead of revolution and that is 20 years ago a company started and uh he has officially bought said company and that company is ring of honor so tony khan now owns two wrestling companies Awesome announcement. Uh, surprised me. I had heard the rumblings that that could be the case, but, um, you know, he didn't really, I mean, of course he wasn't going to really give too many tips of what it was going to be on his, uh, revolution, um, media call today, which I apologize for everybody that usually listens to that through our podcast. Didn't get an invitation this time. For some reason I did reach out to AEW. So hopefully we get back on the list because I enjoyed taking part of those. I did double or nothing. Uh, all out and full gear last year. So I was hoping to round them out this year with a revolution, but I don't know. I did not get the, I checked my email, checked my spam. I have no idea what happened there, but anyways, he didn't give any tips there that what exactly the announcement was going to be. And ROH just last night was announcing a card or some of a card for their April 1st event going on. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, it's not going to be ROH. They're obviously, um, going to be still in business and Fightful earlier this week reported that ROH was looking to get $40 million for the company. When I heard that price tag, I'm like, heck WCW sold for like three and a half million or whatever it was back mm-hmm. in 2001 to WWE. I'm like, eh, I don't think Tony's going to buy that. I was, so yeah. last week I thought it was going to be a super show. Yeah. New Japan impact AW. And then 
you text me earlier tonight, you're like, still think it's going to be the Super Show? I'm like, no, I think it's going to be in a streaming agreement with HBO Max. And which would I have was been wrong. spectacular. Which I still think that's coming down the pipeline. I really do. But I did um, too, because there were mentions throughout the show tonight several different times from commentary about HBO Max. And normally it, when that happens, there's there's talk. But it was indeed Tony Khan purchasing another wrestling promotion, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, independent wrestling promotion in the world. What's this mean going forward? I really don't know. We can speculate. But before we do that, one thing I think that's pretty cool is you got to think, going back to 2018, All In, Ring of Honor paid for the production of that show. Without that show, there's no AEW. AEW then takes off, kind of puts ROH out of business, and now Tony Khan buys ROH. So it kind of goes full circle. In a good way, though. In a yes. good way. Because we're not going to see what we saw in two, th- uh, you know, 20 years ago, 21 years ago, where Vince bought WCW, Shane bought WCW, right. and they shut it down. Right. We're not going to see that here. I think we're going to see a lot of talent cross-brand here uh, between ROH, AEW. It opens up, if there have not been a lot of re-signings for ROH, it opens up a spot for a lot of these guys on the roster to go that way. Um, You know, we talked last week, uh, a week after the announcement from Cody, that there were rumors that Cody might be going to ROH and might try to buy ROH. Guess that's not the case now. When I saw that $40 million price tag, I'm like, I don't think he's going to be buying ROH. (laughs) Probably not, but you know. There, there was still some speculation that at least he was going for that creative control that he was looking for, that him and TK kind of butted heads about. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the plans are for RH. I mean, he gets everything. He gets the, you know, um, which their contracts, I believe, are all up. Maybe there's a couple that run through March, but I think they're pretty much all up. But he gets the tape library, which is huge. So he now gets the rights to all in which is a big deal. Yes. Um, if he wants to make ROH a separate show, he's going to have to find a TV deal. Yeah. That's easier said than done. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not for him with his uh, Turner deal already in the works. Yeah. Or not in the works, but in place. Yet another show. Um, I don't know. I, um, I don't know what, what comes out of this. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's going to be a good thing no matter what, but I'm just thinking it's, it opens the door for more talent and more of the tape library than anything. Um, he can yeah. use it as a feeder system, but that's kind of what dark and dark elevation are kind of for anyway. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this transpires. And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you've seen BTE this week, right? Right. Okay. At the end of the episode, they make reference to, again, they're taking stabs at another company uh-huh. with Matt Hardy's drug test. Yeah. They make reference to putting him in the ROH Hall of Fame. Right. So the Bucks knew this was coming. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as EVPs, they should know it's coming. Right. But I think that was a little hint that nobody caught until uh, TK said, I just bought ROH. Well, and, and ROH, of course, came out with their Hall of Fame list that has Brian Danielson, CM Punk, um, Samoa Joe, the Briscoes, I believe. Mm, the um, Briscoes. Yeah, I mean, this, this opens up um, opportunity for tons of dream matches, tons of interesting yes. matches. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what his plans are yet, but it's uh, it's definitely – should get Vincent Kennedy McMahon's attention a little bit, I would think. Absolutely. Uh, After TK makes the announcement about buying uh, ROH, he says, 20 years ago, in the first ever main event of ROH, was between Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels. And 20 years ago, they didn't get a winner in that match. So we get to kick off Dynamite this week with the conclusion of that match. You definitely didn't see that... uh being the show opener tonight, but it was no. uh, a fun surprise. So right off the gate, less than 20 minutes into the show, we've got an ROH announcement and CD on my TV. It's a mm-hmm. great night for dynamite. Yeah. I didn't think this is how we'd see him return <laughs> to dynamite, but um, no, 
No. So, so uh, before the match starts, uh, they both shake hands and head to their corners. The crowd starts immediately chanting Fallen Angel. Danielson poses in the middle of the ring. Danielson takes Daniels down with a shoulder tackle. Danielson takes Daniels down and hits him with an arm breaker. Daniels knocks Danielson outside the ring. And a lot of back and forth action between these two. And a lot of Daniels takes down Danielson. Danielson takes down yeah. Daniels. So uh, even the commentators were getting confused on who was who throughout the match. They called uh, Danielson Daniels three or four different times, at least, that I caught. Uh, towards the end of the match, Danielson and Daniels exchange pin attempts, and now they exchange strikes. First, Danielson hits Daniels with a rolling elbow strike, goes for the pin. However, Daniels kicks out. Daniel goes for the top rope, Hurricanrana, and now Daniels goes for best moonsault ever. Danielson counters it immediately into a triangle sleeper. Paul Turner calls for the bell, and Danielson gets the victory. After the match, though, is where things got even more interesting. Uh, Danielson cuts a promo talking about his first match in Ring of Honor, and the match would start with a handshake and end with a handshake. Danielson says, I'm not in Ring of Honor. I am in AEW, and it's time to kick someone's head in. Knew that was coming. Knew that was coming. See, I just felt bad for CD, though, because it was in the same side that the Young Bucks busted his eye so, I mean, that that poor guy. Probably off TV again for a while. Uh, let's hope it's not another year. <laughs> um, and then uh, after he's done, Danielson says the same will happen to Moxley this weekend, which, of course, results in Moxley's music hitting. He comes down and says his story is just beginning, and he is writing the story, and the first chapter will be written in blood. Moxley then challenges Danielson to go, uh, Moxley rips off his coat, his sweatshirt. They look like they're going to Danielson immediately drops, rolls out of the ring and heads to the back. Can't wait for this match on Sunday. It's going to be fun. Man, it's been a semi quick build, but it's been a good build quickly. So this is one of those that the moment they even hinted at it, I was all for it. And, uh, I am, I'm ready for Sunday on this one. Definitely one of the tougher ones to predict, and we'll go through oh, our revolution picks yeah. at the end of, the end of this podcast. But this was a tough one to pick the winner of and put confidence points on. So I think I flipped the coin. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, next, we get a backstage promo from Darby Allen and Sting. They're cutting a promo for the upcoming AEW Rampage match for the TNT Championship. Triple Threat, Andrade, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen. That should be a fun one. Ooh. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking next. more forward to that than I am the uh, <laughs> three-on-three tornado tag, first tornado tag match in AEW history at Revolution. Steen, Sammy, and Darby versus Isaiah Casti, Matt Hardy, and Andrade at Revolution. I, eh, I want the TNT title featured in a match. I don't want it, the champion to be in a tornado tag match. I'm not, not too, right. too much of a fan of that, to be honest. Well, okay, so I, I watch... I, I've learned from you. I started watching a lot of vlogs. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of the podcast. I'm more vlogs guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Dan Housen's vlog from this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he had the bunny on there because he was on the bunnies uh, podcast right. where they were t- tasting taste, Oreos. Taste Oreos. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they joked back and forth about uh, the HFO um, trying to go after Dan Housen. Mm. And uh, she said uh, it's actually the A H F O, and you don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, lose. And a then lot. went, oh, we lose that. a lot. It's like a uh, little pause there. Do you want to out of it? I mean, are you only in it now because your husband? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, next. I think I think it'll be just Andrade's faction here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I think so too, because you know the greatest tag team of all time up is up. A week from tonight. Yes. So. And again, that was hinted at at BTE. If you, you know, oh, oh, so this, this, uh, this Hall of Fame, no, is this just for me and then yeah. built around me, or is this for me and my brother as the Hardy Boys? Oh, no, no, no. This is just for you. Then I don't want any part of it. Yeah. He's, so. it's, it's a bad kept secret. He's coming. Oh, especially when that fan broke the video, uh, 
turns out yeah. he wasn't supposed to release that video well, of them you talking. Could tell it was just fishy. I mean, you could tell Jeff didn't know he's being recorded, so which right. is messed up. Yes. So up next uh, was probably the biggest match, the longest match of the night. I thought this would be the opener, <sighs> to be honest, before the show. So did I, but I think I think it was supposed to be, uh, but then TK decided he wanted to make the announcement tonight and wanted those two to finish their match. So I think that's kind of all got changed. Yeah. Uh, and that is the uh, tag team casino battle Royale done in typical battle Royal rules where two teams enter 90 second intervals. Another team enters. Yeah. A little different from last week. We see uh, our first team come out of being FTR. And uh, see, before they announced that that's how it was going to work, I was like, okay, we're going to get the first two teams. We'll go to commercial break. We'll come back. Everybody will be in the ring. Right. That's how I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of glad I didn't because a very big return happened after FTR made their way to the ring as Top Flight's music hits for the first time in over a year. Mm-hmm. Both Darius and Dante Martin are in action in this tag match. And I am awesome to see them back together. Awesome. See Darius back on TV. You forget how talented of an individual he is too. I mean, Dante's flourished this past year without him. And Darius is a special talent too. Those, those guys are going to have gold and and in in the next two years, any way they want it in the next two years. And here's the thing. It may have been a while and he had a little bit of ring rust, but, it Not didn't much. look like he had missed much no. with as young of a talent as he is anyway. And as no. new as these guys were, I wouldn't have guessed anything different from them. You remember going back to the Daily's place pandemic era in 2020, remember how impressive they were against the bucks in that day yes. match. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we both, after that uh, initial debut, we both said, these guys are great. They're going to have gold course we said give them two years then and well you know we lost a whole year right <laughs> two guys back then and i will admit i have been bad at watching dark and dark elevation i thought it'd be a lot better when it was debuted but i just it's a lot to watch even when i watch this kind of background noise or i kind of fast forward to the matches i just want to see when I, that all began they were two talents i made sure i watched on dark and, and, and oh, dark absolutely elevation. absolutely so um, I'm not going to go through all of this because there was yeah, there's a so much. But the next team to come down is the one I wanted to talk about, and that was the Unclaimed because Max Caster cuts another great rap, as he always does every single week. And the pop they got. Goodness. Oh, man, I was not expecting that. I mean, we all know everybody loves the Acclaimed, or so they claim, but tonight you saw that mm-hmm. I mean, baby's place went crazy for these guys i mean they're both bowens and caster are talented in the ring caster is so talented on the mic his raps are always good they get oohs and ahs from the crowd i mean yeah who doesn't love the acclaim exactly 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 and of course uh uh max caster's rap takes shots at roh wwe and glenn jacobs right man who yes i've seen those tweets that he's referring to wow yeah, uh like hangman that's said, all too i'm many, saying too many chair shots to the head yes but uh yeah a lot of back and forth action um as we get towards the end of the match we come down to the bucks top flight and uh ftr being the final three teams full teams at that ftr is quickly eliminated they take out Dante pretty quickly. Uh, so then you've got Darius left with the Young Bucks. Well, FTR got eliminated because of Red Dragon's interference. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to mention those guys. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I have to. I have yeah, to. They, yeah. yeah, they were very uh, helpful in the elimination of FTR. Again, Two weeks in a row. Yes. Playing some seeds there. You think? <laughs> of course. It would be cool to see FTR as a, a baby face team. Yes. Uh, I got to say, I got to go back here to uh, when uh, Danhausen came out from under the ring and cursed Evil Uno. Now, if you've watched Danhausen's vlogs, these two have been going back and forth. They're friends. So right. Uno was completely confused as to why he would curse him. 
And right. Dan Housen just acts like he has no clue who he is. Trent gives him the thumbs up, which is amazing because Trent said there were too many people in the best friends and Dan yep. Housen needed to go. He just doesn't like Wheeler Yuta. Let's, let's get well, let's get yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like uh, Wheeler Yuta either. He needs it. He wants him out of there too. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so it comes down to uh, Darius and uh, Matt Jackson. And again, a lot of quick action between these guys. Uh, Darius just barely, barely misses the win here. Mm-hmm. And that happens when Matt hits Darius with a low blow and hits him with a super kick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks win and will now face Red Dragon and Jurassic Express for the AEW Tag Team titles at AEW Revolution. And I got to say, the last two minutes of this match, I, I thought this bad boy was going to your house tonight. Scared you a little, I, didn't I? I told you if somehow the Bucks, by by a miracle, the Bucks lost tonight, this belt was yours. Ooh, thank you, Matt. <laughs> well, on Twitter, some fan was asking Dax what he's going to do if they didn't win the win tonight, and he told the fan they'd retire. He and mm. Cash if they didn't win tonight. So, wow, we'll watch. Uh, we'll watch for that. Yeah. So, see if they another, stick to it like SCU did. Another uh, another little part of the match I want to bring up is uh, Proud and Powerful eliminates two point oh. 2.0 turns around and eliminates them. them. So yeah. Matt Lee uh, didn't like that. He got a little taste, a little taste of elimination tonight. That was pretty spot on. <laughs> I got to say. A, you, it's the last name there. See? It, it, you just need to get a little angrier yeah. and a, a little more uh, Boston in you. Yeah, I, I got I to admit, those guys are growing on me. They are growing on me. They're pretty entertaining. On BTE. On BT, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and their their vlog and their podcast pretty good too. So. See, I haven't watched their vlog yeah, or the it's, it's, podcast it's good. yet. It's Man, good. I'm gonna have too many podcasts and oh, vlogs it's, to watch. It's, at this it's, point. That's the beauty, AW. They got so many talents <laughs> that are with vlogs and podcasts. Yes, I listen to podcasts at work. All I listen to is wrestling podcasts because I I just got it covered, so I can't get enough. So many. Yep. Uh, Jericho. We now see Jericho backstage uh, cutting a promo. Um, about the upcoming match against Eddie Kingston at Revolution. Jericho says if Kingston beats him and he will get his un- and then he will get his undying respect. Proud and powerful appear. Jericho says ask them if they are good and they both nod in agreement. So I don't, I don't know. I think I think they might be okay and we might start to see the inner circle come back together again. There was an interesting interview this week Jericho did. I forget who it was with. And it was it was pretty much a shoot interview, and he said he and Eddie Kingston really don't like each other. He said they'll be professional in the ring, but he says he does not care for Eddie Kingston. And a lot of the things he said on last week's promo were things he really felt. So hmm. pretty interesting. Doesn't surprise me. Jericho's not one to uh, hide a lot of stuff. No, and, he'll, and he's he'll a guy, let you know. There's a lot of guys that have rubbed, or uh, Jericho's rubbed the wrong way too yeah. over the past yeah. years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cult of Personality hits next. Yes. Which is always nice when Punk's on TV. And I got to admit, I had to go back and watch this whole promo a little bit because I missed it in live time because a darn college basketball game I was interested with got really interesting 41 seconds left. So I flipped <laughs> over to that and then crazy stuff happened in the game. And I'm like, well, now I got to watch the end of this. So I was trying to flip back and forth. So then I'm like, crap, I missed a lot of the promo so i had to go back and rewind it so i did watch it and it was it was good stuff well well don't leave me in the dark here who was playing and who won Rutgers and indiana and Rutgers hit a three-pointer with two seconds left to win the game wow but Rutgers wow. looked like they had it won with 19 seconds left indiana fouls the Rutgers kid and Rutgers kid punched the indiana kid and got oh. kicked out of the game which gave indiana the ball Two free throws, or gave Indiana two free throws in the ball, and Indiana end up tying it from all that. Wow! And then Rutgers ends up winning anyway. So wow, it's, it's, it was it was wild. I don't know what the Rutgers kid was thinking. <laughs> if he just lets Indiana foul him, they win the game, and he kind of threw uh, his arm at him, and it was it was crazy. So I'm like, yeah, I yeah. gotta watch how this unfolds. But then I'm like, I want to listen to Punk. I'm like, ah. that's when yeah. that's when we need the old uh, the old split screen picture and uh, picture picture and picture on my television. 
Yes, come on, come on, the old TV school way. Bring, bring those back. Come on, we got every other technology future. Come on. TBS is doing it on a yeah. uh, every Wednesday basis. Yeah. Come on, rest of you guys, get in, add that come back on. to the TV. Yeah, come on now. Oh, I miss that. I do too. That's how I used to watch the Monday Night Wars a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so Punk starts off by saying all week long he's been asking himself, "Am I the bad guy?" Up until a week ago. I thought I was a good guy. Punk talks about MJF, says he does not know if MJF is sincere. He talks about his famous photo with Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he then says, you know, I didn't act this way when Austin up and left. Uh, says since he's been there, he's seen MJF attack Dean Malenko. Uh, Punk says Malenko is suffering from Parkinson's. MJF verbally assaulted the late great Brian Pillman. Punk calls out MJF. MJF comes out. Punk tells MJF about all the things he's done. Punk says, hurt people, hurt people. And Punk says to MJF that somewhere there's an 11-year-old kid who looks up to you the way you looked up to me. They hugged it out. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. They hugged it out. For a minute. For a minute. And then... uh, Punk holds out his hand. MJF hugs him. Punk gets hit with a low blow. MJF hits Punk with the heat seeker. MJF tells the pinnacle to come out. They do. Wardlow hands the dynamite diamond ring, and MJF hits Punk with it. Busted him wide open. Big old gusher. I'm not 100% sure that that was supposed to happen. There was a knot on his head, a legit knot yes. when the camera went in. So yeah. I think he was supposed to get some color, but I don't think it was supposed to get that much color. I think he had, he had a gusher. That was that oh, was man. a lot of blood. That was um, as Ooh. Doom, who has been a guest on our show, tweeted us. He said he that was a little too much blood for him. He had to look away. That that was getting there for me. I I, I get a yeah. I mean I get a little queasy if there's tons of blood. If it's like Eddie Guerrero against Big Yell, <laughs> Great American Ooh. Bash style blood that. Ooh. That was that was a lot. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That that man memories. Ooh. Yeah, that was oh that one's that, that's hard to go back and watch. That's yeah, that's uh, a vein right there. That's a vein. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But uh, you know, kind of, I, I've over the years, I've learned how JBL says things. You know, when somebody yeah. gets color, normally JBL's like, "Oh, he's bleeding all over the place." He truly sound, sounded shocked, which is what led me. You know, it was an, oh, my God, he's busted open. You mean JR. You said JBL. Yeah, I meant JR. You said JBL, so it was stuck in my head. JR. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, so so the way JR responded kind of is what led me to go, okay, I don't think this was truly supposed to happen this bad. But I thought this was fantastic. Uh, MGF wipes the blood on his T-shirt, which is a white T-shirt, has the picture of him and Punk from that autograph signing when he was young. And uh, he said, you old man, I'm a snake. I compares himself to the devil. And that snake part is from one of Punk's old ROH promos he did. Yes. Years ago. Which tells you that MJF truly did pay attention. Which MJF's promo last week was one he had cut before in MLW, but he took to another level last week. So just all really good stuff. Can't wait for the dog collar match Sunday, but it's going to be a bloodbath. Yes. So uh we have oh. a comment here, Paul, before we move on to the next segment. From All right. YouTube from D Star. He said Tony Khan's announcement was let down for me. Mm. Uh I would like if you're still watching D Star, yeah. I would love to know what did you think the announcement was? Or, or what what would you liked it to be? Right. Yeah. Or what would you like it to be? Yeah, a, yeah. a, a super been, show or a streaming deal with HBO Max or yeah, if if, right. if 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 you're still watching, please let us know. Yeah, cuz I would I'd, I'd love to cuz I might agree with you if that mm-hmm. was a, a sure. type of announcement that uh could have been a letdown if that's where I was leaning towards. Yeah, and, and you know when these type of announcements happen, you're not going to make everybody happy. So no, no. I mean, it, yeah, at some point you're gonna get somebody who's upset over it. I, I just, I, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion. I think Tony finally came through with a huge announcement. A oh, lot of times I, his I announcements aren't as big as he hypes them up. And this one, this one uh, was pretty big. Yeah, we've seen some uh, some pretty big announcements that just ended up being Keith Lee. 
Yeah. Speaking the of- one, the one I'll never forget is um, in good segue there. Sorry, I just cut you off. <laughs> is, he when he hyped up a uh, it was going to be a industry changing whatever it was. It ended up being packed return on yes. television that one time. It's like uh, yes. So. But yeah, yeah, like uh, his oh the biggest free agent out there, Keith Lee, and it ended up being Keith Lee, who we see backstage cut a promo or go to cut a promo. He's interrupted by Starks, and he tells Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs that this is twice now that Starks has interrupted him, and if there's a third time, there's not going to be anything left of Starks to interrupt with ever again. I just can't wait to see Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs go at it on Sunday during the face of the, of the Revolution ladder match and Wardlow in there and just some big meaty men. It's going to be fun. If if I'm in that match, I'm standing back letting Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs destroy each other, Wardlow as well, and uh, Ten's in that match. No, he's so, not. No, he's not. He was supposed to be Starks. Ricky, Ricky in Starks match. is in that match. Orange casting, then it'll either be um, Ethan Page or Christian Cage. Yeah, it'll be Page. Which is going to be Christian's <laughs> first match in 2022. Exactly. Be his first match since he lost to Jungle so you Boy. Think, you think Ethan's going to be Christian? I, I do. I do. I think Christian will be Ethan. So. Eh. <sighs> Christian's been too much of a manager for Jurassic Express. Yeah. So if he's in that match and he gets beat up, he can't accompany them to the ring or at least walk out with them. Unless the tag match is before the ladder match. True. True. But, and, and speaking of Ethan Page real quick before we move on, congratulations to him on his vlog today. He announced that he is moving to America. Yes, Canada. I saw that. So very cool. Good yes, for him. It is his American dream. Yes, it'll make it easier for him and his family and for his travels and for his career and everything. So, Yep, and he'll um, come awesome through Detroit him, right? Airport. That is one guy since AEW signed, started watching his vlogs from the beginning when he signed with AEW last year, become a big Ethan Page fan. I really like him. Seems like a great guy. Although I didn't know until I was watching uh, Dan Housen's vlog this week that DDP was his uncle. Unless that was, it was a okay. joke. It was okay. a joke. Yeah, he ribs on that. So okay, just check in there because I yeah, was like, just like Hangman's cousin, things like that. So now well, that yeah. one I knew, but the pages, yeah, the, yep. the DDP thing I could almost see. But anyway, yep, yep. Uh, up next is a tag match, our women's tag match, and it's normal nine twenty ish slot. Yeah, Dr. a little earlier nine thirty. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said nine twenty ish. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter, accompanied by Rebel, take on Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez, which I'm not going to lie. I text you about this because I thought Mercedes was going to turn on Thunder Rosa. Well, on Rampage, I mean, you've seen Britt and Jamie and Rebel beat up Mercedes, and she's kind of sided with Thunder yeah. Rosa. So well, I thought match. maybe it was just kind of a whole big ruse just yeah, to plan. make Thunder Rosa feel safe around Mercedes yep. and then boom, yep. which we've seen done before. Sure. Uh, before the bell rings, all four women begin fighting. Mercedes Martinez and Britt Baker start things. Baker takes Martinez down to the canvas, tags Jamie Hayter. Martinez makes it over to tag in Thunder Rosa. Rebel gets involved with Rosa, and now all four women are fighting in the ring as we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break. See, there's that picture-in-picture reference again. Come on, TVs. (laughs) We come back from the break with Martinez getting the hot tag from Thunder Rosa. Martinez hits Hater with a suplex. Hater hits Martinez with a backbreaker. And Baker hits Martinez with a super kick. Baker tries to go for the lockjaw. However, Martinez avoids it. Tags in Thunder Rosa. Baker and Rosa are exchanging strikes. Rosa hits Baker with the Death Valley driver. Finally, Rosa hits Baker with the Fire Thunder driver and pins Baker to win. Yep. Fun match. Yes, it was. It was a fun match, and uh, I can't wait to make our predictions, and I'll I'll, I'll give more info on why I made some of my predictions coming up here in a little bit. Yep, that's got to be a great women's match between Thunder Rosa and Brett Baker on Sunday. So, Absolutely. Uh, we go backstage. Ty Conte says she will challenge Jade Cargill for the TBS Women's Championship. Jade Cargill and Smart Mark appear, and Cargill attempts to get 
to set Conte off, but Anna Jay holds her back. Smart Mark says if you touch one hair on her or one of her green hairs, you <laughs> lose your title shot. Yep. Is it truly green? It looks more like a blue green to me. Yeah, but. I thought it was like mm. a, a turquoise ish. I don't yeah. know. Aquish. Okay. I don't know. She changes it a lot. So she does. Uh, a vignette now appears uh, promoting the upcoming match between Statlander and legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah, that's this is be a rivalry that's been fun to watch. Yeah, on Rampage, big time. It's, it yeah. looks like this is going to be part of the pre show for Revolution, as is Hook and QT Marshall. So. Hey, Hook's on a pay per view. So let's go ahead and predict those two matches because we did not put them in our confidence points. I'm going with Statlander and Hook. I agree with you perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Hook's not losing, especially no, to the likes God, of QT. No. no. Now, did you say Marshall or Marshall? Marshall. Okay. All right. Just check I've heard of both, so I just I go with Marshall. It so. is both, and I've even on Sammy's vlog where QT's on a lot or used to be, it's been back and forth. So yeah. it's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh up next uh is Wardlow in action. God, uh, he's I'm, so fun to watch. Oh man, I always like watching Wardlow in the ring, and uh, anytime anytime he's on, I stop what I'm doing and I sit down. And I like how Friday on Rampage he went against Nick Camarado, and tonight it was Cesar, uh, but not but Benoni. Benoni, thank you. I knew I was going to screw that up. So I like how he's going against bigger guys now. Yes, too. yeah, it's not just complete. Well, I mean, they're still squash matches, but right, they're but more believable now. It's guys more his size. I mean, it's more impressive now. Yeah, and can we talk about the fact that he's now being introduced as Mister Mayhem Wardlow? Yep, and it's on a T-shirt too. Wardlow printed this week, so. That's like great. Yeah. I like the evolution of the character. It, it uh, just reminds me so much of a young David, Dave Batista. And I know he'd love that because oh, Batista yeah. was his guy growing up. Oh, so. yeah. Elisi, he idolized him. You can tell it because the oh, way yeah. he moves in the By ring is a lot like and everything. Yep. Look. Yep. Uh, Caesar Benoni hits Wardlow. However, Wardlow comes back and hits Benoni with a power bomb. Wardlow does two more than pins Benoni. Spears enters the ring and tries to hit Benoni with the chair, but Wardlow stops him. They get into each other's faces and Spears backs away. And at this point, (laughs) at this point, well, not at this point, it was another backstage segment that uh, I'm not seeing in my notes here. Um, Before the uh, main event, uh, after we promoted Rampage, we see um, Wardlow backstage with Sean Spears. And MJF comes in and says, if you win the face of the revolution match and you somehow beat the TNT champion, which I don't think you'll do, I'll let you keep the belt. And at that point, I text you seeds for sale. AEW has seeds for sale. Only one diamond. Yep. And then then as MGF walks off, Wardlow says, I've been too busy. Make sure you win matches. MGF goes up, smacks him in the face, says, remember, you work for me not AW, I can make it to where you and your family are back on the streets and all this stuff. And Warlow just kind of grins. And and then uh, I'm like, all right, so let's get him against Spears, then him against MJF, shall we? Yeah, I think it'll be after Revolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Tony Khan on another interview this week said we will see some story like, like we do every big pay-per-view. We'll see some stories finish Sunday and some new ones emerge coming out of Revolution. So. Which is how it should be every single yep. time. Yep. TK gets it. Yep. Especially when you have four pay-per-views a year. That's how it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Finally, it's time for the main event. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, Red Dragon versus Hangman Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. A lot of uh, history between four out of the six men in this as uh you know silver and reynolds keep trying to figure out uh what budge is doing and budge is siding with red dragon now for you know part of the time (laughs) yep but uh yeah so uh a lot of back and forth action during this match and i mean a lot Uh, a lot of times cole didn't want to get in there if hangman was in there um as it should be i hate I hate when um, rivalries come to tag matches and they have them lock up and touch too much. I want to save that for the big event. 
Yep. It's just like uh, when uh, Cole tagged in and said, you know, I want him now. As Paige was down on the mat and looked like he was out. And then Paige just shot up and got right in his face. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was a great match. Um, Towards the end of the match, Reynolds gets the tag. Reynolds hits Cole with a running knee strike. Cole comes right back. Nails Reynolds with two super kicks, and then Cole hits Reynolds with the boom. Cole pins Reynolds and gets the win. After the match, Cole and Red Dragon begin attacking Paige, Silver, and Reynolds. Uh, Red Dragon duct tapes Paige to the ropes. His commentary is saying, you know, oh, they're trying to make sure he can't make it to a revolution no matter what. Uh, Pointing out that Cole is a coward, as, you know, all heels always are. And Shivani can't stand him. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder why hmm. <laughs> Baker. Uh, now all three men start beating down their competitors. Cole hits Reynolds with the uh, Panama sunrise. We see Adam Cole and red dragon stand tall and pose as the show goes off the air. And I do want to say he puts grabs the Cole goes out, gets the belt, comes back into the ring, unstraps it, puts it on Paige's shoulder after he super kicked his head off. And says, uh, this now belongs to me. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah, it was a good close perfect. to the show. Perfect, yes. Yep. Although, uh, I gotta say, this is really, the poses are really starting to remind me of another, you know, undisputed thing that we used to see a lot undisputed of. Undisputed era. That I, I was hoping we were going to get away from. No, it's, I don't think you can get away from that. Well, I'm okay with them being together. Switch up the poses a little bit. I mean, they go straight to the Undisputed Era pose every single time. Yeah. Even if Cole tries to do something different, Red Dragon's always in the same spots with the same pose. Yeah. Anyway. It's what made them. It is what made them. So, uh, before we dive into our predictions here, Tanner. Yep. Wrestler of the Night. Darius Martin is my wrestler of the night. He returned on Dynamite. He went to the final two down with Matt Jackson. It was impressive all night. Glad he's back on my TV. Yes. Um, well, since you went with my pick, I'll have to go with my other pick, even though he is a loser. I got to go with him. CD, Christopher Daniels, yep. the fallen angel, back on TV. And, and one, there was one thing we missed in the recap. Uh, vignette from the House of Black. Tonight. Oh yeah, I did miss that. I did miss um, that. I don't remember exactly what was said, but what I liked about it was all three members spoke. Alakai spoke, Brody spoke, and Buddy Matthews spoke. And Buddy looks more to the part this week, all black in a necklace. Um, just very eerie and creepy, and I really enjoyed it. I always think I they liked, do a good job with these vignettes. I liked at the very end of the vignette how uh, you know it's because we're the House of Black in the house. Always wins. Yes, and they did a word. It, it was yeah, and it was kind of like Black was in a trance. Yep, and then snap too to say yep. wins. Yep, I really like that because it's like almost like you know when he's in that trance, he's controlling the other two and what they right. say because right. he was in that position anytime they were talking. Right. So it was it was neat. It's interesting they're not on the card at all for Sunday, Sunday years, Penta or pack, but I wouldn't be surprised if the house of black show up somewhere. Oh the show. yeah. Uh, well they'll, they'll be there at some point. I'm Break sure some chaos. Yep. Maybe during a triple threat match or something, you know, Could be. for tag titles or something. I Could mean, be. who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right. Uh, your overall rating. Yeah. Good show. Another solid show after last week, last week I gave it a nine. I'll go 8.5 this week. Another solid one. Didn't quite enjoy it as much as last week, but it's still, I mean, still, I got, I don't have too many complaints. I'm right there with you with that 8.5. Yeah, there were just, I know it's the go home show. So, you know, you're always going to get those vignettes and to Mm -hmm. build it up. And that's what they always do with the house of black is every week, even if they're not in the ring, they're cutting a vignette so you always remember them so you're always thinking right. about and always talking about the house of black so yep. yeah i'll give it an 8.5 this week yep. all right let's get into our revolution pick shall we 
yep, get prepared to lose. As uh, after Revolution, we will be sending out a tweet that says, and still KOB predictions champion. Uh, we'll see. And just to reiterate that uh, we are not doing the two pre-show, pre-show matches in this. So we no. went one through nine, one being our least confident, nine being our most confident. So we'll start off with what I'm guessing was both of our number. Well, I saw your picks, so I know it's both of our yeah. number one picks. The face of the Revolution ladder match. Yeah, this is one of those that's really hard to pick, but because of all the seeds that have been planted i had to go with wardlow but i only went with one because there's so many people in this and we don't know the final competitor yet so anything is possible in a match like this i went with exact same wardlow for one point uh first i was thinking keith lee maybe um because they like to have new signees win this match but then i'm like you're just like you said there's been too many too much talk about the tnt title with mjf and wardlow too many Sees planted Warlow having squash matches every week just makes sense to pull the trigger on him now. Um, but also another reason I went with one is before tonight when we end up finding out that Christian Cage and Ethan Page are going to be battling for that final spot. I thought it might be a new signee or a surprise, right? So, you know, Gargano or or who knows one of the ROH talents. Now I saw so my like, yeah. Eh. Since I don't know who exactly is going to be that sixth person, I'll just put one point on it. So I went with Warlow yep. for one as well. All right. Uh, next, let's go with the TBS title match. Jade Cargill versus Tay Conte. Uh, I went with Jade Cargill for five points on this. I went with Jade Cargill for nine. Ooh. I mean, I'm confident she's not losing, but th- there were some others that I was a little bit more confident in. This would shock me more than anything if she loses. She's got the undefeated streak. Tay's great and all. That belt's not coming off Jade anytime soon. I just think this is a no-brainer. Okay. Uh, next, let's go with the Tornado Tag Match. Uh, the AHFO, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassie versus Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting. I went Sting, Darby, and Sammy for four on this. I went with Sting, Darby, and Sammy for eight. Ooh. Another one I'd be very surprised that in this case if the baby faces lose. All right. I see you looking at that, getting a little nervous. Yeah, I am getting nervous here. Uh-huh. Doing some big shots out there right away. It could be it could make or break me early, though. I know. Especially if this is the order everything goes in. Yeah, I'm just. We could be out. halfway through the pay per view, sending out, uh, and still. I'm trying to think of the order I think it may go, but I'm probably way off. Yeah, right. Uh, um, let's go with Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. I think this is going to shock you that I did. Well, you've already seen my predictions, but I think it'll shock you. I went with Eddie on this one for three. I was exact same. Eddie for three. I don't see a point in Jericho winning this match. He doesn't need it. Um, no. and, and the story is Eddie can't win the big one. That's right. what Jericho's been saying, which we haven't seen Eddie win the big one. So right. why not now? But of course, I made this prediction before I knew that Jericho said that they really don't like each other. They don't, so, but... But I mean, but, they're going to be professional about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a match because Eddie wants the Chris Jericho that was the AEW champion. He wants that version. Um, but my What's question to you is, maker? yeah, exactly. My question to you is, I, I mean, we're in agreement. We think Eddie's going to win, but what do you do after Eddie wins that? How do you elevate him? You can't throw him in the title picture. No, no. Uh, in, you put him AEW, up against some big names. In AEW, the good thing is they can put you in a good story without the title. Exactly. And Whereas I think that's what we'll wrestling, see. If you're not in the title picture, you don't really matter. So Yeah. I don't know. And, okay, so so what do they truly do with him? He wins. Jericho gets mad at Santana and Ortiz for whatever reason. So they leave Inner Circle, join Eddie. Eddie now steps out of the spotlight into the manager role. More of this is good. Could that be a good opportunity to turn Jericho heel? Yeah, it could be that too. Again. Yes. All right, next up, uh, let's go with Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. I went Moxley for two. 
I went with Danielson for two. Okay. So it could all come down to this match. Yeah. And this was, this was the toughest one for me to pick a winner on. It was. I was really confident point, but a winner, it was the toughest. No. Yeah. I knew my confidence points going into it were two, but I literally flipped a coin to pick who was going to be it. Yeah. I just, I, I looked back to that full gear. Well, we were supposed to get Moxley and Danielson. I think they were going to have Danielson win that one. So that was kind of my reasoning behind this. But it'll be interesting to see, no matter the outcome, if they become um, partners or not. Oh, man, I hope so. Because I'm all for that with bringing up the young guys like Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty. Be awesome. Top flight. Yeah. All right, uh, next, let's go with the tag team title match, Jurassic Express, the Young Bucks we now know, and Red Dragon. I went Jurassic Express 7. I went Jurassic Express for 4. Okay. Now, see, here's the thing. When I sent you this, we didn't know for sure the Bucks were going to be involved. Right. I had a really strong feeling about it, which is why I said if for some odd reason they lose, you get what's on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something's going to happen between Red Dragon and the Bucks that will allow Jurassic Express to capitalize and get the victory. I think you're right. I think if Jurassic Express kind of stays out of it, lets the other two teams eventually go at it, then they get the victory. Um, the only reason I put four was the only reason I'm like, if a team takes off Jurassic Express, I think it'll be Red Dragon. I don't think it'll be the Bucks. Right. If Red Dragon takes it off him, that'll be an indicator to me that Cole's going to take it off of Hangman and the the their group, the Parag- Paragon or whatever they call themselves, are going to be have all the titles and it's a stab at WWE. See, you're an NXT guy. See what we're doing with them. They're our champions now, so you couldn't even have them secede on the main roster. So Too I don't soon, think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's interesting. Tony Khan was asked today by Sean Ross Sapp Fightful about trio titles. Tony said he loves the idea, likes it better when Kenny Omega is back. Ooh. That's exactly what he said. He wants Kenny to be part of that. So, yeah, I think we're, yeah, this is all going to twine together. I mean, I'm I'm starting to think we're going to get Red Dragon versus Hangman in the Bucks. I think yeah. Hangman and the Bucks get back together, throw Kenny in there, throw somebody else in there. Little blood and guts. Let's get on. Hey, I'm okay with that. It's coming up soon. so I'm okay with that. All right, next, uh, let's go. Let's go with the Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Britt Baker, DMD, eight points. Thunder Rosa, seven. See, I it's wanted time. to do. I it's I time. wanted to do Rosa, but I think it's still too soon. It's almost a year. She won at double or nothing. Right. But every champion has served as champion longer than the previous. Right. Thunder so Rosa therefore... did win the street fight, but Britt got more out of it than Thunder Rosa did. Yeah, um, I just think it's I think it's Thunder Rosa's time. That's what a lot of people on Twitter are saying too. So uh, if not, I probably won't win the title if she doesn't win. Hey, so. you know what? If Thunder Rosa wins, I will gladly just hand you the title, regardless of <laughs> anything else, because I do agree it's her time, but I don't think yeah. it's, it's this weekend. I could see Hater accidentally costing Britt to lose it, and that sets up their feud. Okay. Because there's been a lot of seeds planted. So Yes. All right. All right. Two more here. Dog collar match. CM Punk versus MJF. I went Punk for six. I went Punk for five. So okay. especially after tonight, I'm really confident Punk's not losing. CM or CM Punk already lost technic kind of technically twice to MJF in Chicago. Punk's not losing this one. Exactly. That was my exact reasoning for going with Punk. Yep. In our main event for the AW World Heavyweight Championship, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole, baby. Hangman Adam Page, nine points. I also went Hangman Adam Page, but for six. Yeah, I was just too confident. It's not time yet. It hasn't. Again, it goes back to that the champion always has a longer run than the previous. 
even or though I do so think that see. will be snapped. Um, I don't think, I mean, Kenny held it for December to November. Um, I don't think Heyman having no. the majority of 2022, but I agree. I think it's too soon for him to drop it yet, but the Double only reason I put six goes back to my reason why I only put four on Jurassic Express. It's that one image in my head. Maybe those three all hold titles at the end of the night. Okay. I, I think it'd be double or nothing. If, if yeah. it's not, if it's not ramp uh, revolution where he drops it, he will drop it at double or nothing. Well, you you already know my prediction. MGF's got to take it off. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get through the punk storyline with MJF and then Wardlow will turn on him. So then he'll turn his towards, or he'll turn his focus towards the big gold. I hope so. Cause then that means my predictions for 2022 for the big gold are spot on, but knowing my, my luck and mm, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, punk could get involved for the title. I, it's, it's hard telling. There could be some other guys there too. Yeah. Still and a lot new of signees left. that haven't been even part of the company yet. I mean, we do. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of moving parts. So yeah. Um, Anything else you wanted to hit before we wrap this up? The world of uh, AEW or professional wrestling itself? Um, no. Any more thoughts on Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes? Um, Brandy's back in fighting shape. She's made that yeah. very clear. Um, I don't know because she talked about ROH this past week on Twitter. Well, they both they both talked about the Detroit AEW yeah. show. Yeah. So. I don't think I don't Cody Rhodes does that if he's currently under WWE contract. No, he's still a free agent. I, I know Sean Ross Sapp said it's eerily quiet, eerily oh, yeah. quiet right now. He says it's really strange. And he said that people close to Tony Con- or to co- close to Tony, Con- close to Cody Rhodes swear that it wasn't about the money. Right. Tony Khan had the money. Tony Khan um, talked about it a lot today and, Said they were trying to get a deal done that extended past the option years. Looked like it was gonna something was gonna get done, and then it just didn't. And he said he didn't. He pretty much reading between the lines said he didn't want to keep somebody around that wasn't happy. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So I really think it was something to do with creative, or I I, I don't think it was money related. I I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know. I mean, they aren't gonna speak bad about each other. I think they're both kind of tired of talking about it. I still think Cody Rhodes ends up in WWE the night after WrestleMania. That's my prediction. Hope I'm wrong, but I think that's what happens. Or, or it's all been a swerve because TK was under a uh, non-disclosure agreement, couldn't talk about his purchase of ROH, and Cody is part of this whole thing and is part of ROH, and that's he's going to kind of be his guy, his helper. Could be. I mean, that's, I think, more optimistic thinking. Uh, yeah. Around, but uh, uh, No, he's going, uh, he, I, I've got a feeling he's going back to Vince, and I just, I don't want to, I don't want to face that yet. No, I, I, I don't believe for a second he's retired. I mean, I think he's no. just trying to swear the fans there. So, yep. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's, because if he was retiring, he would have said it. It wouldn't right. have just been a, well, we couldn't come to an agreement, so I'm out. He would have said, we couldn't come to an agreement. I decided it's time to step out of the ring, out of the business, and just retire. It's still just odd to me. I mean, you know, going back to the pandemic, I mean, the original Blood and Guts was got to be the elite versus inner circle. Then once that was called off, something like, it's like something happened behind the scenes because Cody just, it wasn't the same between him in the box and Kenny. I mean, they can say what they want, that they're business partners, but you could tell when those guys were on screen together on BT, they got along. They were good friends. Something happened. Cody went his direction for the TNT title. And then never, we never got any closure or never got any circling back the story. I think they left a ton of money on the table there. Um, he, they could have uh, done so many things with, with Cody and Kenny and, and Cody and the bucks. Um, and also, we never, I'm, and I'm bummed. We never got to see the Arn Cody story play out. I know the eventual know. turn of one or the other. Now Arn stuck with his son and Lee Johnson. So, well, not like that's a 
bad thing. No, I mean he's getting to manage somebody. It's just oh, totally different than being in the one of the bigger stories, biggest stories every week with Cody. So and, oh, and it's a shift with Scorpio, Ethan Page, and Dan Lambert, who finally yeah, were now, back on, ta- on on TV on Rampage. Yeah, and now poof. Yeah, and Paige Van Zant brought her in to do that thing with Brittany. Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me, Paul. Like, they were doing all of this. I don't think they would have done any of that if they didn't think something was going to get done. Like, exactly. it just, something happened. It just, something, something happened. I don't, I don't know. And that's why the more and more I think about it, I I, I lean towards, towards that uh, announcement tonight. Yeah. Because obviously they're going somewhere. Cody's talking. Cody's been pretty silent on social media. Yeah, apart yeah, from he's the, back on Twitter now, which is interesting because he, yes, he's with AEW the past half year, or so he wasn't on Twitter anymore. So right now he did, um, you know, do the whole "this is what retirement looks like." Yeah, but then days later, you've got Brandy posting a picture. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm ready to get back in it. Yeah, well, and he did have a thing about turning the next page. He put that on his Instagram story. Um. I don't know. We'll see what, when, when's the point where you're going to come to grips that this isn't a big work or a swerve? When is it if he doesn't show up this weekend at Revolution? Is it if he doesn't show up in a week or two? Is it you're not going to believe it until you see he's on WWE television? I mean, what's, what's the. Oh, I mean, I no longer believe this is all a swerve, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, I've already come to terms with that. He's yep. not going to be in AEW anymore. Yeah, I'm. I'm over that. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot come to terms with him going to WWE. That will not happen until the moment he shows up on WWE television, not at mm-hmm. WrestleMania, mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to do WrestleMania because I think they would be advertising right now with the way ticket sales are going. Nah. But nah. I don't know what they're doing there because, I mean, maybe they put him in a match with Seth Rollins. I guess. I don't know. If if he shows up at Mania, it's just going to be guess who? See you tomorrow night on Raw. Well, I will say this, and, and then we can kind of close up. If he does go to WWE, this is a a opportunity on a silver platter for WWE because they got arguably the face of AEW. And if they give them a big push, it could make WWE or AEW talent in the future, at least consider making the jump on their contracts up. If they don't capitalize on this, then good luck getting any good talent from AEW ever again. Uh, agreed. Agreed. So this is a big, big, big opportunity yeah. for WWE. So, yeah. I mean, if they put them back in the mid card or, throw stardust stuff on them or yellow polka dots like his dad, then they're not going to get any AEW talent. But if they give him a big proper push, maybe they do. Cause you know, 2024 is going to be a big year. MJF Wardlow, some other big talents are going to be up in 2024. I saw something this week that cracked me up. It was an old thing. It was an old clip from BTE where Cody's sitting there yeah. Drinking his hashtag FTR coffee. Yep. And uh, there's a bag sitting next to him. And he says, hope it still fits. H. Yep. Opens it too. up and it's the Stardust outfit. Yep. And he just, the look on his face. And somebody put, uh, well, this didn't age very well. <laughs> it, just, it makes me miss the old days of BTE. I mean, BTE is still a fun show it to does. watch now. But it's not anywhere close to what it was in, in 2018 and, and before that. I got to say, my favorite part of this week's BTE was probably the beginning. 100%. Because it reminded me of the old days because Flip showed up, which we're not going to get into that whole scenario right now. Which makes sense why he showed up now after tonight's announcement. Uh, He gets the crap kicked out of him by everybody on the BTE roster, which was a running thing in the old days. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Jackson, Matt Jackson with the, the revival. Yep. That right there. I was like, that's BTE. Bring it back. Well, and being outside WWE headquarters. Love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was great. That was more of the little edginess, the fun ribbing. Um, Yeah. 
So yeah. then they announced Here, that Adam, West Coast we got things. you your favorite drink. Yeah. Yep. So maybe maybe we'll get back to that slowly but surely. Yeah. That'd be great. Yep. That would be great. Yep. Maybe with so. this maybe with this ROH deal, that'll reignite something in the bucks even. Good. So good. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, this is a big night in AW history. A big week. I am glad to be a wrestling fan right now. Yes, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So much content to watch. Um, Revolution coming up Sunday. Make sure you order that. They're having the Fan Fest. Um, They're teasing new action figures are going to be announced this weekend. So like they are every big pay-per-view. So a lot lot of fun stuff going on this week. So make sure you follow AW on all the socials. And, of course, make sure you follow us. And Paul will give you all the details on that right now. Yeah. Uh, be sure to find us on all social media at kicking out pod. And when you find us on social media, check out the links in our bio because mm-hmm. you can buy some KOP merchandise from two different stores, all sorts of different stuff that you can get. You can get t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, zip ups, everything. And I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, because starting next week, we're going to have a promo code. It's March madness. So you use the promo madness. And you will get free shipping on your orders from our store. Not the Pro Wrestling Tea Store, because unfortunately we don't have any control of that. But from our store, free shipping for the whole month of March starting next week. Promo code MADNESS, all caps. And we'll tweet that out uh, as that promo goes live. So, again, be sure to be following us at Kicking Out Pod on all social media platforms. Be sure to uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if that just so happens to be Apple Podcast, give us a five-star rating. I want to do it this way because I miss these days. And it was his birthday today or yesterday, so I'm going to do it. Give us a five-star, 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 five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Shout out to Booker T right there. (laughs) Uh, Follow Tanner Lee on all social media at TannerLee92. Follow myself at PaulZartman921. For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next Wednesday night as we kick out another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast, where I'm still champion. See you next week.